Coming to you live this morning from the Mushroom Kingdom, WKBE Juice Studios, Wario K. Rule, Bowser, and Trust Cannon. This is Video Games, a comedy show. I am your host, Nathaniel Bard, and uh, I'm locked here in this hospital. Somebody come save me. <laughs> that's that's my big joke for today. Okay, uh, we got a rip-roaring group of uh, Zoo Tycoon crew members ready to give it to you rough and hard the way the video game likers tend to like it. Uh, a titan of the show, titan of industry, titan of this show, returning champion, Michael McCaller. Stars. <laughs> the stars. Oh, that sound that sound effect like is so apropos right now. <laughs> How embarrassing that I forgot my star, my uh, intro rather <laughs> specifically referenced stars, and then the second I heard it playing, I was like, mm, we're doubling up on this joke now. <laughs> Let's triple up on it because I want to hear it one more time. The <laughs> that shit's good that shit's real good um how you doing pal i'm so great everything got better okay. in my life yesterday awesome what happened yesterday resident evil 3 remake happened baby yes it did Ooh. oh new games new games don't we love new games especially when we're locked in our in our homes <laughs> where we cannot leave boy do we like new games i need to introduce the second member of the zutai crew coon crew joining us today it is a new member of the show you hear that mccaller a brand new member of the show somebody who's never been on before i'm a big fan of this guy he's a comedian and uh i what can i say i love him to death nick costanza hello tails blows up oh no Oh, I love that so much. Thank you. Nick Costanza, you're very welcome. You told me before the show that your favorite uh, video game character was specifically Sonic Adventure era Sonic. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, for the listeners who may not know who you are, would you mind explaining just a little bit of like. I don't know, kind of like, uh, what is it that you do? Who are you? And how does that relate to video games? Well, uh, great question. I am, <laughs> I would, I would say an aspiring writer and comedian. Mm-hmm. I met Jeremy at a uh, UCB Herald audition a few mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> um, I have not uh, achieved the success of others on this show. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, what, what, who do you think on this show has success? <laughs> uh, uh, Mikey Stevens has been on here before. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess he is a uh, he is a a snappy dresser, which in its own way is success. If I can speak up for myself a little bit, I have multiple oil wells that are producing at a rate you wouldn't really expect. So I think that's a pretty big beacon yeah. of success for old McCaller. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that is great. Yeah, yeah. McCaller's always coming on this show talking about how he's abandoned his boy. <laughs> Um, so Nick, you're an aspiring writer and comedian, which I, I, I love that you do stuff or at least did stuff out of the UCB theater. Uh, there's not much of a play, uh, theater to go back to at this point, but, uh, maybe someday, uh, where else do you do comedy around town? Are you like, I know you're an improviser. Are you a, a sketch writer performer? Yeah, I've done some sketch work. I have taken a groundlings class. Awesome. Uh, all the theaters that no longer exist. I mm-hmm. one point or another. Yeah, that's great. Great. Um, are you a? Do you do stand up at all? I, I didn't. I didn't ask before, but are you a stand up guy? I've done one open mic, and I would say it went well. And then Great. I hung up my hat and have not returned. 
salted the earth as you walked away. So uh, give the listener a little perspective into like your video game history. Like, where are you coming from in terms of video games? Are you a constant gamer or have you been gaming your whole life? Are you fairly new? That's a great question. I think (laughs) (laughs) I would say I am a constant gamer. But mm. I came to games a little bit late. It was a, a forbidden fruit for me until I was Ooh. maybe seven, eight. I, I mean, <laughs> I think yeah. of kids playing iPad games now at three or four, you know? Sure. Oh, gotcha. I, I had a Game Boy that was my only system until I was maybe 10. And mm. then, so I, I played games like Pokemon and all the big game boy hits but like if i could get to somebody's house and play their mario or their sega dreamcast that was mm. special for me and then once i hit about 12 13 it was uh balls to the wall <laughs> <laughs> did you say game. did you say bells to the wall <laughs> uh yeah i got animal crossing on the yes <laughs> yeah bells to the wall um <laughs> That's that's cool, buddy. I uh, I w- what is your what would you consider to be your, like your first? I mean, b- after Game Boy, what was like your first main console? Your first big console that you you just really went to town on? It was the uh, GameCube for sure. Mm, nice. And then Xbox 360 was the first I bought with my own money. Dude. Yes, that's great. Did you get like a fast food job to pay for it? How'd you do it? I. That's it gotta think about it i think i think yes i think it <laughs> roughly coincided with my first job which was at a jimmy john sandwiches yeah free smells oh, there oh god <laughs> that's yeah, the sassiest time. sandwich store <laughs> that's a great point it's the only one that has like the name of a dude who's like feels surfery yeah what up jimmy yeah. john's is here he'll lay the pipe he doesn't need to <laughs> yeah jimmy john's I, I just remember all their signs inside was like if you don't like how we make it go shit yourself like <laughs> stuff like that it was like always like very sassy in there great sandwiches though they are very good <laughs> yeah um well that's great welcome to the show we're super lucky and excited to have you um i'm excited you know i, I actually had beverly jean on last week who was a brand new member of the oh. zoo tycoon also and it feels like be- in the wake of this terrible pandemic i've been getting a lot of um new customers new clients to the to the podcast which i'm all about well, i'm happy to be one of them absolutely yes and you know once you come on once i'll ask you until you're dead so. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never stop getting emails from me um so i guess with that being said i want to start back with nick you know what actually we'll start with mccaller i, I like to uh, a seasoned vet of the show i'll i'll uh, i'll ask mccaller this and then we can all kind of watch watch what he does and take a take a uh a, 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 a take a note from that no take a cue cue yeah, yeah. mccaller what's she been playing <laughs> well okay so my second favorite game of all time just got a new blockbuster remake so i've been dropping my time into that mm-hmm. resident evil 3 it's great mm-hmm. i love it it feels like more resident evil 2 remake which is my favorite game of last year to be sure and possibly ever mm-hmm. uh so that's been fun and also 
I'm kind of proud of myself. I've been hitting Animal Crossing every single day. I thought for sure when I got that game, I was going to, like, the first four days be great and then, like, get busy and forget about it. But, like, even today, in the wake of a Resident Evil 3 remake coming out, I took the time, I loaded it up, I went to the little nook terminal to keep my streak going, I Mm -hmm. shipped some trees, I did some chores, chopped some wood, and my town's thriving. That's great, buddy. Are you are you now are you is Isabel at your town? Yes, Isabel's around. Okay, great. So I'll tell you some fucked up shit I did where I I didn't know that one there's a point in that game where you have to go to Tom Nook and ask him what should I do? Mm. And that and it tri- what it does is it triggers like the the first bridge being built and like the houses being put out, yeah. I guess. And I didn't know. So for days, he was just <laughs> waiting for me to come over to him and, and, and ask him. But in the meantime, I upgraded my house like four times. Like I, I, I have like the biggest house and no other friends on my island. Just like the, the two that came with me. <laughs> wow. You called me Daniel Plainview a minute ago, but that's exactly his life. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, I was like very far in like resources and I had all this stuff ready to go, but I didn't know. I was like, why isn't anything happening? So it's like, well, you're actually supposed to fucking talk to him and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I mean, I, I agree that that game is better in having not much t- of a tutorial, you know, like mm-hmm. not explaining stuff. I think it's cool that we kind of have to go to the internet for some stuff, but uh, I feel like everyone's ahead of me now. Everyone's, mm. you know, we all got the game the same day, and everyone's cooking past me. Right. Yeah. I so what is being afraid to tell uh, Connor McCabe, friend of the show, that mm. there even was an Isabel reveal, and that there would be a new town because I didn't know if he had it yet. And then <laughs> uh, I think you, me, and Connor, Jeremy, were on yeah. Connor's island, and I was like dancing around. I was like, this crazy thing happened, and everything's changing in my town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Jeremy left, and a few seconds later, Mikey Stevens flew onto the island. He's like, dude, I got fucking Isabel. <laughs> like, oh my god. He dropped the spoiler I tried so hard to avoid. It wasn't much of a spoiler. So it's not that different. <laughs> no. And it's also... Um, it's it's actually kind of good to know... Like, beyond it being just not that big of a spoiler, it's good to know. Like, if I didn't know that Isabel was supposed to come, I may have never like talk you know what i mean like yeah. tried to trigger that f- to happen mm-hmm. and it would have taken a long lo- much longer <laughs> um great so uh you're pretty much bouncing back and forth between re3 remake and animal crossing mm-hmm. love it okay nick costanza i gotta hear it what you've been playing my dude so uh i have also been playing animal crossing mm. and i've also been bouncing back and forth but now with Resident Evil, I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. Ooh. Okay. Now, I've heard good things about this. Can you confirm? <laughs> I personally enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Fortnite fan. I guess I got to put that down on the record, guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's on the record. Hot, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Nick. A, a hot take alert. Does not like Fortnite. 
That is confirmed. <laughs> I can't tell if that's the hottest take or the least hot take. Just in the sense that, like, I feel like everybody who's over 14 has that opinion, but also uh-huh. it's the most popular game in the world. You have, like, a, yeah. a, you have a take that is in a quantum superposition of both hot and not. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm playing Call of Duty, which is also, like, <laughs> yeah. the most basic game. Yeah. Yeah, the Call of Duty is like a, a, a pumpkin spice latte of uh, FPSs. Yeah, that's very true. Everybody and, loves uh, it and you make fun of them for it, but it's really good and that's why it's, it's so popular. It's really good. It's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I have a soft spot for the franchise. Now, I will say I played Fortnite. I did. This isn't just... Uh, mm. I picked it up, I put it down, wasn't into it. I played it and I was into it for a short time but i could never understand the building mechanic yes Hmm. that's something the people who are good at it are insanely good and i just couldn't grasp it and call of duty is the same kind of battle royale system without that building Hmm. yeah so is it kind of like a PUBG type of deal um that's what my friends tell me i have to be honest i have not played PUBG. hey brother neither have i but i know what it is <laughs> and that's good enough so uh what are you playing on like what's your other system other than a switch i play on xbox one. <gasps> oh my Whoa. god mccaller it's Nick. like two ships <laughs> a man after my own heart for my entire yeah. uh vg a comedy show podcast career i have been the lone xbox one player and that is this is wonderful to hear wow yeah. all of my friends are on playstation 4 yeah Mm-hmm. But it's kind of been a cool thing with this Call of Duty game because you now have Activision accounts that have crossplay. Right. So, so you're playing with your PS4 friends. Yeah, constantly. That's great. It's been so nice. And now Warzone is free. So I'm playing with people who don't even have the game, other friends. <laughs> That's great. McCaller, do you. Should we all jump on this Warzone train? Or I, I mean, do you. I don't want to. all right good i didn't want to either but you know i wanted to check in and and see if this is this is the title we were all gonna jump into i guess could we can we all now do destiny that's what i was literally about to say if destiny could do that i don't think there is cross play in destiny 2 but i would love to play destiny Mm, mm -hmm. yeah uh me and stevens have played that once since the the quarantine and it was a lot of fun We haven't jumped back on there again, but it was a lot of fun. I I Google it, and uh, an article from November 8th, 2019 says, Bungie interested in exploring Destiny 2 crossplay. And then on December 18th, 2019, an article titled destiny 2 won't feature crossplay (laughs) 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 yeah sorry well dang that sucks i guess we're all i guess we'll have to jump on stadia then okay do you have stadia mccall didn't you pre-order it i was always thinking about it and i'm wow what a bullet dodged huh yeah bullet dodged that would have been the biggest mistake of my life yeah um, I have been playing much like McCaller. I am a diehard Res Resident Evil fan. Res Evil fan. Okay. I um, I would say that I'm not in even in the same sport arena as McCaller as far as being a fan of the franchise. But McCaller, you would say I'm like a pretty. I'm a pretty. Oh. I love that. I love. The I, shit I think you're a great fan of Resident Evil. Like I'm too much. 
Yeah. If I met Resident Evil, like if I went on a date with Resident Evil, they would mm-hmm. be like, uh, "I need you to chill out, my friend." You're right, like, yeah. you're like showing interest, but it's not weird. <laughs> I mean, I played through and beat three Resident Evil games last year. I played the two remake, four, and three. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, that's. I played. I'm. I'm. Uh, according to how many I play, I'm a bigger fan of that than Final Fantasy, which sounds insane. Wow, but yeah. um. But this year, so we're starting with RE3 remake, which I. I just. Okay, here, uh, not to give too much away because me and McCaller are going to do a full episode about RE3. But I think that it it occupies the exact same place in my brain that RE3 original did when compared to 2 original yep. as RE3 remake does compared to RE2 remake where it's like I like 2 better but 3 is so much fun and I'm so excited I'm almost more excited to jump into it cuz it's so weird uh-huh like it's such a weird like issue in the series of <laughs> Resident Evil games and I think that uh it's also like Along with comparing it to two, there's a lot less to do. It's a lot shorter. <laughs> there's like um, the story is not quite as clear, <laughs> or uh, you know, the rules of the world are not quite as concise as RE2. But it's just such a weird sprawling action. It's it's so much fun. I'm having such a good time with it. I think I'm probably gonna be see credits if not tomorrow, definitely a Sunday. Yeah, I mean it'll be. It, you know, I, I don't. I don't think that's a long game, but yeah, it's 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 great, and I can't wait to. Uh, you know, I just don't know how Capcom did it. I just don't know how they somehow not only captured the magic of RE2 in that remake, but mm-hmm. then captured again the magic of RE3. But and then also it's t- like it's con- context within the series. Like they somehow made it like, yeah, we're going to make RE3 remake. So it'll be right. just a little worse than two. <laughs> it's still very fun. It, it's almost like Resident Evil two is like cheddar cheese. Like everyone can agree. What a great cheese. And then Resident mm. Evil three is like, is like a, a, a slightly stale blue cheese. Like, yes. but, but like the kind of stale you want it to be, you know how you age uh-huh. some cheeses to make them right. It, tastes weird and it tastes specific and it tastes like itself yeah and you enjoy it in certain moods yes i definitely love to return to the original re3 almost more than i like to return to the original re2 at Mm. this point and i think it's only because i remember it less it has the same thing that code veronica has where it's like i'm attracted to it because i didn't play it as many times in my life Mm -hmm. so so I wonder if RE3 Remake is going to occupy the same space. So far it is, but time will tell. Yeah. Uh, I've only I've only played through the campaign of RE2 once with Leon and Jill. And, um, mm. you know, we'll see if I, I'm, I'm, you know, who knows? I know that if I'm going to keep on pace, though, of playing three Resident Evil games this year, it'll be three Remake 7, which I've never played. <sighs> and uh, I'm going to go back through... Um, Code Veronica. Those are the those are the three I got my eye on for this That'll year. What do you think? The, is that a good three, McCaller? No, that's gonna so? be incredible. First of all, I'm I, for some reason like personally invested in you playing seven. Like I am yeah. so excited for you to play seven because I think it's 
the, like such an incredible story. I was just thinking about the story of that game the other day. It's like a good story even beyond the world of Resident Evil, mm-hmm. which like is I certainly have rose tinted glasses, but I think it stands up. And then Code Veronica, have you you have you played it before? I've no. Okay. No, that's, not really. That's like, um, it's kind of the thing I have going with Banjo-Tooie. It's like, yes. there's a sequel <laughs> to this series that I love and want a new game made, but like, it just exists. It's out there. You could go play mm-hmm. it. It's like, it's so cool to have this classic Resident Evil just kind of loaded in the chamber that you can go back to at any point. That's, I, I'm really excited to play it because it's like, it is the last true fixed camera well it's not fixed camera is is it fixed camera it's essentially fixed camera the camera makes a couple little moves and sweeps but for the most part you're tank controlling you're pressing awesome you're getting jarring camera cuts awesome now now you tell me this should i play it for ps2 or gamecube or dream or dreamcast (laughs) i mean if you got it on dreamcast that's probably going to be the funnest i don't know i played it on dreamcast it just feels like that's the oh well uh, there was a there's more stuff in the playstation 2 and gamecube version there are so what do you think is the is the additions better Uh, yeah i think dreamcast is out all right which is sad to be one of those yeah yeah bummer sorry dreamcast (laughs) you're out and have been since 2001 um nick you ever play the resident evil games at all barely Barely. i watched a death compilation from resident evil 4 when that came out oh awesome i remember thinking it was so brutal (laughs) i wanted it so bad and then it's so bad i think that one had the best deaths too that one they were like how how far can we push this? They were doing yeah. horrible things to Leon's body. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They were like, let's get let's let's put all let's put a chainsaw in the player's hands. Let's <laughs> let's give him a chainsaw controller. They did have a chainsaw controller, and what's awesome about that is Leon never wields a chainsaw in that game. No, <laughs> not so at all. <laughs> uh, great. Okay, well, what do you fellas say we jump into the news? Let's huh? do it. Let's do it. I guess real quick, I should mention that today's episode is celebrating the 35 uh, years that Mario has been alive on this earth. I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that, um, you know, and that, that will be our first news item is a salacious, a tasty rumor broke all over the internet. It has been pretty much as, as good as confirmed at this point mm-hmm. that what Nintendo has cooking up in their kitchen is a hot new mess of 3D Mario games remastered for the current uh, generation system, including a a remaster of 3D World. It's going to feature a lot of new levels and new areas. So this episode is dedicated to Mario, and the next two will be dedicated to Mario. We're doing a three-parter, everybody. Three parts. All Mario, all the time. Today, we'll be focused on Super Mario Brothers through Super Mario 64. And the following episodes, you'll have to wait and see to find out. <laughs> I mean, but you could probably guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I well, I, I kind of actually don't know how I want to do it at this okay. point either. <laughs> like, I think, because I, I think, like, the next episode, I'm going to do uh, Sunshine through Odyssey. And then the next episode, I'm going to do, like, side games. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's how it's going to go. But I don't know who I'm going to get on the side games episode because I don't know. I mean, I haven't played most of them, so I don't know who's good for that. But either way, it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll split up Sunshine through Odyssey and do like Sunshine to... 
what would it be? Sunshine through Galaxy 2 and then 3D World through Odyssey? Yeah. But that's that not sounds... many games. We are really <laughs> getting the lion's share today, which I am excited about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm excited to get it, get to it also. But um, but yeah, so what did you guys think when you heard this news, this Nintendo news? I really miss the virtual console from the uh, Wii. Yes. <laughs> it was so great, and you could get what felt like everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is, in a way, something of a consolation prize to me for not having that. But the chance to get to play games like Super Mario Galaxy, which my dad gave away for $1 at a garage sale. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm just salivating at the chance. (laughs) Yeah. So, Nick, have you played Galaxy? I have played it. Yeah. Yeah. So your dad just sold it like when you went away to college or something. That's exactly right. Damn. That's cold as hell, dude. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Ah, thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, Nick, have you ever played uh, Sunshine? I played Sunshine. I never played it through. I would play it at the dentist's office. <laughs> <laughs> they had a console there. That was the only game. And I'd play like, I don't know if it was a level. I don't even really know the mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. But that was just uh that was my consolation prize for that. <laughs> yeah. I like that you had to play it in like a cold sweat, just racked with anxiety, waiting to go into a dentist chair. <laughs> Honestly, that is a pretty good feeling to describe Mario Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, McCaller, you must have been just flipping your lid. No? I, was, I was over the moon. I'm a little... Okay. Here's a thing that I realized when this was announced that I think I want when we're doing these remakes like this, right? Mm. Um. Because obviously I have been blessed with remake riches these past two years. My two favorite games have gotten this overload. And now probably my third favorite game of all time is getting it too. When you make a remake, you gotta just copy and paste that original game in there. Once you Mm. beat the remake, you should have access to the ROM of the old game too. That is awesome. It just feels like... I don't know. I can't imagine that it's like once we see gameplay and how it looks like we'll know exactly how different it is. But like, I can't imagine they're going to let that big blocky Mario from Mario 64 exist in a product that they put out in 2020. (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, that's kind of my hope. I sort of (laughs) they put they put him in Odyssey. That's like very they, true. It feels like they're kind of proud of the, the look of that guy. That's a great point. They have not been hiding from it. I I, I would be interested to see how he looks, because my big fear, because you're right, I was excited because I want to play Mario 64 on my Switch. That's one of the last few things that I'm like banging my head against a wall. How mm-hmm. has that not occurred yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, I worry about the original game getting lost to time. Yeah. Mm. I would love yeah. to see Mario 64... It, exactly like uh, what Nick described as a virtual console situation where like, I'd be happy to buy that and the remake. Yeah. But it just feels like once, once this remake happens, like Capcom is never going to put the original resident evil out again. As I said that, I realized they put it on the PlayStation classic last year. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah. maybe the situation yeah. will come up for it. But like, yeah, I, I, I would just be, wor- I'm worried about losing it is my whole thing. 
I'm a little scared. Here's my question. Did you play the Super Mario 64 on DS? Hint I did. But yeah, you played it, didn't you, Jeremy? I did, yeah. Well, what do you think of that, Jeremy? Um, so I'm a, I'm a weirdo in yeah. that I'm I love broken weird shit, and that <laughs> that is a broken weird thing <laughs> Nintendo made, and I, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Like I think it's so fun and strange. What did you think of it, Nick? I personally liked it. Uh, it was my first chance to play through the game. I didn't have a Nintendo mm. 64, so. I really enjoyed it at the time. I can't say if it holds up, but I remember it being strange because you could play as these other characters who didn't usually right. get to play, which was fun. Yeah, I would. I it would be great if we had like a weird like Super Mario sixty four suite where it was like a new, you know, remade version of the game, the original game, and the DS copy of the game, <laughs> like all all in one package. Because I think that you're right, Macaulay. Like. You know, speaking of things getting lost to time, that DS remake is certainly oh, going to sure. be lost to time because it's the ugliest version of the game. <laughs> also, it's the most broken version of the game. So it's like, but you know, for me, I'm like a preservationist to the uh, extent of like, uh, bring back the weird stuff, bring back the bad stuff. I like bad games. <laughs> like, like put those out. I'll buy them every time. <laughs> I think that uh, um I think that that's that's really interesting. Nick, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say I played the Halo Master Chief collection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a game that had this option where you could flip back and forth between the old graphics and the remastered graphics. Right. That might be fun to have with a Mario. Yeah, I would love that. Click of a button, and you get to just boom. You're back to 1996. Click it again. Yeah. 2020, baby. <laughs> Um, do you think they will actually like, okay. Cause here's my thing. Do you think they will remaster? Like, I guess I, I kind of feel like they're going to port it with like, I think this is the, the extent of the remaster McCaller. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guess right now. We'll see if I'm, we'll see if I'm right. Or if this is even going to come out <laughs> at all. <laughs> still in rumor land, but I think they're going to bump it to 16 by nine. So mm-hmm. make it like where it's like can be played on modern TVs. And then I think they're going to um, just HD it. So like when we, you know, cause you can already see like playing the ROM on like a cool emulator that like overclocks and like sharpens all the pixels or whatever, mm-hmm. like what, what it would look like. And I think they're going to do that for that game. Cause then when you get to sunshine, we're almost in, like sunshine doesn't look that much worse than like right. <laughs> the odyssey to be, to be uh-huh. fair, Frank, you know, I, and then you, yeah, you just HD, like bump it up to 1080p. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I think with galaxy, it's even less work. Cause that was already a 480p game. So I think they're just going to, yeah, they're just going to put a nice sheer over it. That would be ideal. I think that was, that would be what I want the most. Do you think they're going to try and fix the camera. That was, that's my only thing that I'm not quite sure if they're going to try to do with 64 and sunshine is fix the camera. Yeah. It kind of needs it. Doesn't it? I don't know. Unless you're trying to preserve some sort of like, this is what it was like. This is what you idiots like, you know, this broken shitty camera. <laughs> How many straight remakes do we have from Nintendo that we can look at and say like, this is their philosophy on remakes. I can't think of a ton. Super uh, Mario All Stars? 
Yeah, there's that. New coat of paint, but like the same mm-hmm. mechanics. I think, uh, what about Samus Returns? Yep, that's true. That was like... <laughs> Link's Awakening. Okay. I'm trying to think of like, um, but I mean, these are like where they overhauled everything though. Yeah, but like, so. isn't, isn't the big criticism of Link's Awakening that it's just a Game Boy game that looks pretty? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, again, is what I'm hoping for from Mario 64. Yeah, uh, Ocarina great. of Time and Majora's Mask 3DS were remakes where they overhauled everything. They even like put in Master Quests and could you imagine getting an N60 a Mario 64 Master Quest where it like reverses <laughs> all the levels? Oh god. Uh I just got tingled down my spine. <laughs> uh, you know, you know way, this is he- yeah. hearing you say all that like I maybe for the first time since this news came out breathed easy. Like yeah. it, it sounds like that maybe is Nintendo's MO when they remake something, just like make it pretty. They redid like Link's model in Ocarina of Time 3D, but for the most part, mm. it was the exact same game. Right. That's what I'm hoping for. And if, if that's I th- what I get, I will. You know what? I'm making this commitment now. I will buy two copies. So Nintendo, <laughs> if you uh, want to make that, do that. No, no, no. <laughs> If Nintendo <laughs> wants to make this sweet landfall of selling two mm-hmm. copies to one man, that's all they got to do. That's perfect. Make I think. Happy. Yeah, I mean, because I'm I'm looking at like in in reality, like Nintendo just does not have the resources to like fully remake. I think three. 3D Mario games, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Or like potentially four and a new paper Mario. There's just not enough team there. They would have had to been working on this for years and years. Well, I so. always I always wonder about this stuff because like it, it feels like again to bring it back to Resident Evil Two remakes that you were able to do two and three so fast together because that was just they just had the engine done and it was just coming yeah. up with designing that story. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if like if we're remaking Mario sixty four mm-hmm. on the Odyssey engine and mm-hmm. we just have to build like you know the fifteen courses they're all small little courses and just make them pretty. Mm. I could see that taking not very long. Like the the creative work go de- depending on how much like new stuff they put in or whether they're playing with the uh, uh, like star placement giving us a master quest or anything. If you're just saying like copy and paste Womp's Fortress into Odyssey, that takes uh, forty minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. good point. Forty mm. minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Forty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick. Nick can give us one by the end of the show. <laughs> it's really smart. You uh, you order pizza from Domino's, start remaking Mario sixty four, and then you're mm-hmm. done by the time it gets there. <laughs> um. So I'm excited to learn more about this. I know that we all are, but Nintendo does have to get out there and say something. And we're in really trying times, you know. I think a lot of companies are also trying to read the room with like, should we announce this now? Because are people pissed? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. Is everyone just really upset? Like, can we, should we not like, for example, um, that's going to lead us into our next news story. The Last of Us 2 got indefinitely delayed. Right. Yeah. Are you a Last of Us fan, Nick? I am a big Last of Us fan. Right. Um, how do you feel about these delays? I think it's a bummer. I... I think that The Last of Us didn't necessarily need a sequel, but mm-hmm. everything I had seen from it looked so good and uh, it would be fun to live in that world again. So ultimately, I think it's a bummer, and especially if people are being put out of a job because of it. Yeah. 
McCaller, I mean, you're not a necessarily a PS guy, but did you play Last of Us? I played uh, a chunk of it, and it didn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Which is, it feels wrong to say. There's like these certain like canonical video games that people love. I I, I never quite got on board with it. I've always had yeah. issues with Naughty Dog games, but. Uh, what what are we what are we supposed to take from this? It's it, it, it suspended suspended indefinitely. It's just gone. Yeah. It's just off. The, it was like <laughs> it was like a month away. Where did it go? Yeah. What are you talking about? It yeah, it was. Yeah, it's really bizarre. I I think that it is interesting to indefinitely delay a game that is so has such close ties to something that we're literally dealing with right now. Yeah, and. Like I think there's just like a do we want to play The Last of Us? Does like the world want to play The Last of Us right now? And it's like I kind of think the world has spoken. We want to play Animal Crossing, right? That's yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, like for example, Doom Eternal, which I love, I'm also like, who wants to play this right now? Mm-hmm. Like who? You know what I mean? And I think RE3 is psycho for having released right. during this pandemic. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm glad it's here and I love it, but I'm not as I think, you know, no one I personally know has been affected by COVID-19 and I'm not as necessarily as sensitive. Like I feel like, mm-hmm. like the rest of the world might be a little bit less inclined to jump into a pandemic related video game. So I, I don't mind them delaying it, but indefinitely is such a heightened form of expression. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I could see it being like the, the thing I was reading uh, somewhere. This is unverified. There was, somebody mm-hmm. was speculating that it might be just because they don't know when they'll be able to ship out physical copies again. And so it could yeah. be that we're saying we're delaying it indefinitely. And then once we get word, it'll be like, okay, we'll just <clears throat> put it out in two weeks. Right. But like, yeah. it, it just, it, you're, it, it could be a a blessing for that game because i feel like i don't know i don't know how resident evil is going to be received right now and the last of us has that same angle it's just like uh wasn't there like an episode of the x files that aired like a week before 9 11 about like (laughs) the three conspiracy guys flying airplanes into the twin towers or something wow i don't know maybe it was like there every once in a while uh, it, whereas Animal Crossing is clearly the beneficiary of this for being a little ray of sunshine in a bleak world, like <laughs> mm-hmm. being the accidental thing we exactly needed. Like Last of Us is on the other end of that, and potentially Resident Evil as well. Like this is not what we need right now, and obviously they couldn't have predicted. And Resident Evil announced their release date six months ago before any of us had heard of a COVID. Like it, it, it's just like it's bad luck and bad timing, but it's just like maybe that will work out for the Last of Us at the end of the day. Yeah. And and a dark I mean and a darker thought is that like that that timing is not necessarily bad across the board. It actually worked out great for a couple of video games where it, it was like the best possible case scenario COVID happened for Animal Crossing. 100%. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's it's a very strange time. I I I agree like delaying it, but do like what Disney did. Or they like delayed their movies from summer to fall. <laughs> like uh-huh. like like yeah, delay it to a time when we'll probably be out and about, you know, like not uh necessarily um locked in our locked in our homes. Although I would have played Last of Us too. <laughs> I mean, I like I, I kind of gave you guys my schedule before we started, but like a a, a big blockbuster game per week. Sign me up because right now I got nothing, <laughs> nothing better to do. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's definitely interesting. And like Nick, I I want to echo. Yeah, if this means people are going to be out of a job as opposed to, I don't know, continuing to work on it in some capacity, which I I have no idea what what that means for the people who work at Naughty Dog, um, or just not like not just like starting on another game or whatever. Uh, that sucks, and that's a that's a huge bummer. And I I hope that's not the case. For sure. Yeah. Do you guys um. Oh yeah. Go, Go on. I was going to say, I think there's something to be said about these blockbuster games coming out the way you put it. Like I think animal crossing is something of a unique circumstance because it is so opposite of what the world is right now. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I kind of feel like any big game that came out would get played. And even if it has this sort of pandemic tinge to it, Ultimately, I can't see that mattering too much. I think that people would be on board to play the next big game, even if it was about that content. That's true. And also, even to go the other way, uh, I I heard about a bunch of people who, when the lockdowns and shelter in places started coming down, that they went on Netflix and watched like Contagion and like kind of reveled in the weirdness of it. So for certain people, it will appeal. I, I kind of made this point on uh, Call Me By Your Game this week, which I'll, I'll plug that. I was on Call Me well, By Your Game, the Connor yeah, you were, buddy. podcast talking about Resident Evil 2. But we ended up talking about Animal Crossing a bit, and I just feel like that game is like just historically right place, right time. It's like when, mm. we're, when we're being pulled away from our friends to play a game that's all about building a community <laughs> that you can go online and... Uh, have a reason to trade peaches with your people you aren't allowed to see anymore it's just like that is historical i i feel like uh <laughs> making the yeah. right uh, being in the right place at the right time for this being what people need right now it's amazing yeah. and it's a franchise that i've loved forever i've played every animal crossing game and i always felt like it was a franchise that didn't necessarily get the love and respect it deserved uh-huh. So to see this has been magical in so many ways. And Dude. it's brought all my old friends together, too, that don't even live in L.A. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's top tier now. I feel like it's like Mario, Zelda, and Animal Crossing. Are oh, like, for sure. Yeah. It's in that tier now. Yeah, I mean, it's and it, it was just such a knockout in design, too. Like, I think it would have been popular even if it was a bad game, but it's a good game. <laughs> and, uh, like, for example, Pokemon is, a, I think, a bad game. And still popular, uh, but if that if that would have came out during COVID, I think it would have also been just as popular. But we would be all playing a bad game, a game that's not as fun. But this is it's been a blast. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I don't love the crafting element of it, but whatever. I <laughs> have to make a new fishing pole every time I play. I'd love, I'd love if yeah. it's a little less wear and tear occasionally. Yeah. Um, and this is the last thing on the news, and I'm and it has nothing to do with video games. It's only because I'm so excited. Uh, the Simpsons will be available in four by three format next month on Disney Plus. I saw that. And I was like, "All right, Disney, you win. I'll give you yeah. the money. I'm happy to do it. I want to see Frozen too." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also want to watch Frozen too, but. Give me that four by three. Give me that reasonable aspect ratio for a show I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm right back in there. It was hard to watch at first, huh? 
Oh my god, I, uh, dude! I, I still watch it too. I like it's like a torture. Where I'm like <laughs> I, I'm missing like three out of four jokes. Or sorry, wait, one out of three jokes. I'm completely missing because okay. I, I can't see the top or bottom of the frame. Anywho, uh, does anyone else have any other news articles or news stories that they know of that they wanted to talk about before we move on? No, I've been afraid to listen to video game news for fear that (laughs) real life terror will creep into it. Yeah, good point. Nick, anything uh, on your mind? Uh, am I the Call of Duty guy on the podcast now? Yes, you sure are. You are, baby. <laughs> I think you might be. I don't know. Does Is anyone else? Maybe Mikey Stevens. I think he might be because I think he plays every game that you could potentially play with another person online in hopes that we all jump in there. <laughs> so he might be Call of Duty-ing it up. Uh, maybe Michael Hearn? I don't know. They, those I, seem I, like the two best options. I do I have the most recent one and played the first couple campaign missions i would say and remember liking it this new not the modern warfare remastered but modern warfare that's Ah, the game yes modern warfare yes that's the one i have yeah which is sort of a soft reboot of the Mm. franchise yeah uh they just sort of stealth released a modern warfare 2 remaster yesterday oh that's the good one right like that's like the best one of the series that was my favorite no doubt about it yeah and i was a little bummed because the remaster is only the campaign there's no multiplayer because they didn't want to split the fan base between this other modern warfare game this reboot and the remaster sorry man did they they at least put like the maps for two in the remaster or anything like do they like try to combine them both or i believe no? there is there's one or two in the game right now they're going to slowly put the maps in but it plays so differently from uh, modern warfare 2 in some ways that are great because that was a very broken multiplayer but i have a huge soft spot for it mm-hmm yeah do you um would you recommend modern warfare 2 the only call of duty game i've ever played the campaign of is um modern warfare 3 modern warfare 3 Mm. i i would quote something from it but uh, i can't remember (laughs) anything i i would not remember if you did quote it Uh, i I got a quote from it i remember when uh sarge said now this warfare it's modern Three times more than I remember. <laughs> yeah. And then he trailed off and you couldn't really hear what he was saying. Yeah, he just wandered yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Sarge, um, one of the best characters. From the best character. Do you, um, so you would recommend two campaign? I think I'd recommend it, but it's hard to say if, because it's $20, I think. It, it, it probably has eight hours of replay value at sure. best. Yeah, uh, I would probably you, recommend the full game. What is pre-date. where is No Russian from? Is it that, from that is Modern Warfare Two? Yeah, that's what I thought. And is that still, yeah. in, the is that still in the remake? It is. Oh, and there's now. I saw a little Easter egg where Yuri, one of the protagonists of Three appears in that mission now but he did not previously whoa i know yuri i know yuri (laughs) (laughs) oh yari okay so um i think we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk uh in a celebratory fashion 
<laughs> about a little man named Mario Mario and his brother Luigi Mario. Stay tuned. Video Games and Comedy Show. I am your host, Jeremy Schmidt, and today we're all about our favorite Italian plumber, Mr. Mario Mario. Let's go, shall we? And uh, so long, Bowser. Uh, everybody here is a big Mario fan. No, I, I picked the right people to be on this episode, right? <laughs> you did. Yes. Fan. Massively a fan. I, that's what I like to hear. I am also a uh, huge lifelong obsessive with my my boy, my my cool cat Mario. I love everything about him. Uh, everything from his blue overalls to his red cap to his weird uh, uh, voice in the <laughs> '90s cartoon. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he just means a lot a lot to me. I would say he means more to me than like Mickey Mouse or other other child icons of the same ilk. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't really have anything necessarily profound to say, but Nintendo is touting that uh, this year, uh, 2020 is the 35 year anniversary of Mario, or I guess it's his 35th birthday, which <laughs> I find to be insane and psychotic and, and wild, mostly because they're referencing when Super Mario Bros came out, <laughs> uh, uh, right? For the for the NES, for the Famicom. Yeah, and, 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 he wasn't NES. a baby in that game. Right, right, but that's 1985, uh, guys. Mario's been around for a lot longer than that. Um, does anyone know the oh. year that Mario first appeared on anything? 1934. <laughs> Close. Was, You're very close, but just a little higher. Nick, you got a guess? Uh, it was 37. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we're talking 1981. Oh, is wow. when the original Donkey Kong came out. So, um, did we forget about Donkey Kong, or I guess we're just count only counting Super Mario Bros. Because also Mario Bros. came out in 1983. Right. <laughs> Which is that kind of like precursor to what I would call um, Smash Bros. Is oh, right where that, you're just like that's a take. Yeah, where you're just running around trying to kill each other, right? Yeah, in, in like a little it. arena. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then of course you know he shows up in like other stuff like uh, tennis. He's mm -hmm. like the the judge, the like he's like courtside in that tennis game in 1984. Uh -huh. He's in a lot of Donkey Kong games. Um, he was in Punch Out, right? <clears throat> yeah, he's in Punch Out. I, I, I don't pun, I don't know if Punch Out comes after uh, <laughs> Super Mario Bros or not, but I I I, I just think it's uh, you know they're just kind of putting their a marker down somewhere. I guess, right? Mm -hmm. And it's 1985, so that would make him 35 at this point. Um, 
Yo, happy so, birthday, Mario. Yo, happy birthday, dude. Shout out. Uh, much love. Much love. Let me, yeah, let me play, play him another one of these. <laughs> now, uh, Nick, I noticed that you did say your favorite character was Sonic Adventure Era Sonic. Uh, oh, are you, right. Are you going to be okay to do this episode, or is it going to, you know, offend maybe Ooh. your blue friend? <laughs> Look, I don't want uh, I don't want to get transported to Mushroom World. <laughs> true, true. No, I, it's not offensive. It's, it's not, not offensive a, to me. Not offensive. Great. Um, okay, so I guess uh, we're all younger than Mario, right? Yeah, McCaller, um, you're just, you're eighty six, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm 87. Nick, uh, how old are you? I guess you have to say now on the podcast. I'm 93. <laughs> nice, nice. So you are a bit older than Mario, but um, uh, a fan nonetheless. Uh, everyone, give throw out your, your first Mario memory or your first Mario experience. I guess I'll go first. Um, Super Mario World for the SNES is the first time I saw Mario. Like I saw a Mario, I heard of a Mario, mm. and um, it just a SNES just entered our house one day. <laughs> I don't even know if it was for a holiday or what it was for, and I just I, it's almost like that's my earliest memory. It's like that's when memories just start. It's mm. like me seeing the Super Mario World, you know, load screen, like uh, or I guess title screen, and uh, seeing that little guy and controlling him. And so I, you know, for me, he, I equate him with Yoshi. I also like in my mind, Mario is like not red and blue, but he's like pink and blue. Cause like yeah. the SNES colors of Mario are a little different. Than, yeah. Like you would see in like other Mario games. Like, like for example, like Mario three, he's like, He's like brick red and black, yeah. you know? And then like Mario one, he's like <laughs> red, green, and tan. Yeah. It, it's, it's like, it's like, um, he doesn't really until I think Mario 64 is when he like gets that look. Mm-hmm. And there's also like concept art where he looks a lot like that, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's sort of my, uh, where Mario starts for me is, uh, the SNES, the SNES, uh, version of Mario, which I think is also a weird looking Mario compared to the rest of them. But he is uh, weird. He's a little cartoony maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, your experience parallels mine. That was the first one I played. I was very young and a neighbor next door in my cul-de-sac owned the game. Mm. I would go over to her place and play as much as I could. I loved it. I love Yoshi. Loved getting a cape and flying around. Yeah. <laughs> still maybe my most nostalgic one, at least of the 2D era. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's uh, and that's so you had to go to a friend's house, which is even more like juicy because I think like whenever you don't have it, you want it so much more, you know? Yeah. Well, spoilers for this episode. That's going to be every one of my stories. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you know that that is totally um, 
that is a totally fair. That's like a total way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, like so I'm such a huge Sega fan and it's, but I've only, my first Sega console I owned was this year or like last year I bought a Dreamcast. Wow. <laughs> so hey. like that is, I, I've, I'm a Sega nut, but it's because I never was able to play them. I never had them. I was only able to play them like at stores or with friends. McCaller, what about you? What about you and Mario? I remember getting an NES for Christmas. I think like my family got it and my mom played it at first and I, I didn't really comprehend what it was, but I do remember eventually... Like, my mom was playing it at first. My mom was big into it for, like, a short while. And I mm. remember the first time she got to Bowser with a fire flower and spat enough fire at him to turn him into a mushroom, or a Goomba, rather, and send uh-huh. him into the lava. And I was so excited about that. I remember going to school and telling the lunch lady. <laughs> in line, she's serving me a square piece of pizza. And I was like, my mom shot Bowser with enough fireballs that he turned into a mushroom. And I can still, (laughs) as I think about it, I can still picture that woman's disappointment. Yeah. Just total disgust. um, You know, trying not to grab the gun that is on her hip. (laughs) There's a long line of kids that she's got to give all of these square pieces of pizza to. Yeah. And she's got to listen to me talk this bullshit. Yeah, and you know the next kid in line had another similar story about his dad <laughs> or mom beating Bowser. Uh, do you? Uh, what? So would this be Super Mario Bros? Yes, that was Super okay. Mario Bros. So the very first one, the da 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 da. Yeah. Every level, da 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 da. I mean, most levels, not every uh-huh. level, but not the underground levels, not the yeah, castles. The yeah, not the so swimming. So it turns out, like thirty percent of the levels. 30% of the levels. But uh, but I replayed Super Mario Bros. Last year, I saw credits on Super Mario Bros. And I saved right before that moment and saw credits again yesterday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I... I uh, it was really important to me. I think... I think it is really important to me to go back and actually beat a lot of those those games that like are so iconic and classic. So like, mm-hmm. at, like at one point I beat the legend of Zelda for the NES. At one point I beat super Mario bros for the NES, but so I did not play the original Mario bros probably for maybe a couple of years after I had been playing super Mario world. So I will say that it is pretty hard looking at super Mario bros as being like the definitive first Mario, but it, it most certainly is. And mm-hmm. that is the place where we start. So it's 1985. Uh, the kinks just released their fifth seminal. No, I don't know. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's stuff happened. It's the eighties. Uh, Ronald Reagan slashing Ronald corporate <laughs> interest rates. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Slashing the throat of his own son on <laughs> live television. Um, super Mario bros releases. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, people love it why uh, does anyone have any theories or have any heard any good interviews on like why it was such a big deal i could see it being like first of all it's got that like new newness right it's something Mm -hmm. that we've never really seen before it's something we can take home uh if video games before had been one big screen this felt like all of a sudden you were going on an adventure Mm. which is a big deal and there were secrets i feel like it's easy to overlook 
what Mario Brothers did in terms of like the invisible blocks with one ups or going down a pipe yeah. and getting extra coin rooms. Like the fact that it wasn't just this linear progression. I could see being very enticing to people specifically who had never experienced anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I I only barely had that experience of going to the schoolyard and hearing a secret and then going home and playing it and it being mm. true. You know, that was like a, a that was an NES era thing. That's like a staple for the NES mm-hmm. which I just kind of missed, you know, like yeah. by the time I'm, I'm aware it's 1990 and super Nintendo's out. So, uh, so I kind of missed that a little bit, but I, I do feel the, um, the charm of that must've been insatiable. I don't know. Uh, Nick, do you have any ideas like what, uh, why super Mario bros hit so hard? I don't know, but I have a suspicion. Was it one of the first home console games um probably well probably in like the mass market like popularized well it was kind of it was like coming up after the atari crash right and and so home consoles were huge okay and then they died yeah (laughs) and that was why you had like the nintendo seal of quality because nintendo understood that like people think video games suck and if we put this little seal on it and we go through and we decide like only good games are going to make it onto our system that will tell people like don't worry we're artisans and it kind of worked like totally i mean to this day, the Konami seal, the Nintendo seal, the Capcom seal, they all kind of mean something. Mm-hmm. They do. And, and those brands mean something to this day. Much less Konami, but like, um, you know, if you see uh, Capcom's making a new game, it's like pay attention, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, anything, any memories about Super Mario Bros. in particular? I mean, McCaller, you kind of, let's start with you. You, you know, I don't know if you have any more, but I know you said you know you watched your mom beat Bowser into a into a mushroom. <laughs> do you remember playing it at all, or feeling anything one way or the other about it? I know you hate NES famously. I do, yeah, I do not care for the NES. I because I had a similar thing. I had the next door neighbors had Super Nintendo almost as soon as we had regular Nintendo, and they had Super Mario World, and that game meant a lot to me, and therefore it made Mario Brothers look smelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh nick any any memories about the original mario bros have you guys revisited it since it's been on switch or well i went to a friend's house <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude my friend jack his mother owned an original nes um this was maybe she got it as a child and owned it into adulthood and we jack and i were playing a bunch of computer games at the time that was sort of where i was discovering my love for sonic Mm. and he (laughs) (laughs) brought out the nes one time i had no idea i was probably seven or eight i didn't know what it was and she plugged it in and she had a dual cartridge that was mario and duck hunt oh yeah she even had the duck hunt guns the zapper the zapper yeah and so we had just one night where we played it non-stop it was so much fun and then i got that later on the game boy and then also played it on switch with mm-hmm. uh, nes um i've beaten it before uh still though i 
find it hard to return to sometimes Mm -hmm. when i have my mario in super mario odyssey and he goes in the little uh pipe and turns oh right yeah um, that little taste of nostalgia is all i need and i don't have to play the original (laughs) game anymore Uh, i love that that is so funny and true (laughs) that (laughs) you're right sometimes i just need to look at him and what he looks like and then i'm good you know i go oh yeah that's what it is i will say that um you know the big cloud hanging over a lot of these conversations is that mario maker 2 it exists. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say the big cloud hangout. Of course, COVID 19. We're all. Oh, no, no, no. Anything, anything we're talking about must be. <laughs> I mean, that is true. That is true. So keep that in mind. Anytime you open your mouth, that uh, COVID 19 is still a thing. No. Uh, but I think that Mario Maker 2 has breathed life and charm where there was not a lot for me in some of these, mm-hmm. like uh, Mario Bros. specifically, the first one. Uh, I'll say this about Super Mario Bros. It is probably the most pure of all the Mario games. Like, first of all, uh, opening uh, the whole universe, it's all there from the beginning. Yeah, Goombas, Turtles, Bowser, Flying Koopas. Uh, question blocks. Like yes, coins. question blocks. Yeah. Uh, Mushroom, Fire Flower, Starman, uh, the, the Cheap Cheeps, the Fish, uh, Secrets. You're right, McCall. Like Warp Pipes. You know, they're all there. Everything is there from the beginning. And um, one thing I find actually fun about the original Mario Bros. games game is that unlike 2 and 3 and world it is the most fun to speed run those mm. levels like mm. to just start running from the beginning of a level and get to the end i i really noticed that i was playing it like that because while there are secrets and it isn't as linear as like say and i don't know a, a game another game of that era it still is like the most linear <laughs> yeah. of any of them. And it, and it's always horizontal. Like it never really goes vertical. So, and yeah. doesn't it feel like you can just run left to right in that game? It, like yes. so much of it, it feels like if you are precise enough and paying attention enough, you can do it versus yep. like, I imagine there are tons more games like that, that require you to kind of remember like, Oh, this thing is coming up. I have to stop here. I have mm-hmm. to remember to use this pipe. Yeah, yeah, or maybe yeah. I don't want to. Maybe I don't want to blow through this level because there's all sorts of stuff I'm missing. Because that's the type of game I'm playing. Is mm-hmm. it's not a game where you get through it quickly, but a game where you collect stuff. Like three is it a big collectathon, but th- but one is just so pure. It's just so action. It's like go, just go and don't get killed. That hey, is look, that is the thesis. To, sorry to keep bringing him up, but it's that Sonic thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, and I never feel ashamed about bringing up Sonic on this show. Uh, I'm a big, I'm, I love that little guy. Yeah, zoom, zoom, zoom. Is that his catchphrase? <laughs> zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> yeah. So Super Mario Bros. 1985. What do you say we move on? Shall we? Oh yeah. So. Now, there was a canonical Super Mario Bros. 2, which I'm sure we all are aware of, that was on the Famicom disc system that we know is the Lost Levels here in the United States that came out yeah. in 1986. Uh-huh. And then we know about it from Super Mario All-Stars, which came out in... I don't know, because I don't have the date of that in front of me. But it was probably in the... Oh, I do. It's 1993. 
So we weren't able to play this until 93, but Japan was able to play it. Has anyone visited Lost Levels? I played it on the Switch, and I agree with the consensus that it's too hard. Yeah, it's pretty tough. McCaller, you ever check this out? Uh, bopped in real quick. Hated yeah. it. Yeah, hated it from day from from the jump. From huh? the jump, the the first yeah. thing it does is give you a poison mushroom. I'm like, I'm not trying uh-huh. to, I'm not trying to get tricked by power ups. Power ups are on my side. Yeah, I'm not trying to get sick over here with a poison mushroom. If I um, wanted to get sick, I'd go to the grocery store because COVID nineteen <laughs> is a problem. Yeah, good point. Good point. I think that um, lost levels for me was a fun curiosity that I actually was able to get through I think two of the worlds before there is a point in that game where there's an impossible jump that you cannot make the Mm -hmm. only way you can make it is by finding an invisible block that if you run you happen to run just a little bit too far to the right you'll miss and then you're stuck like you're literally you cannot progress Mm -hmm. and that's always the point I turn that game off and mm. never look at it again is that is that part I couldn't tell you what level it is I'm sure it's out there I'm sure it's a famous level that Mario 2 people <laughs> are aware I, of, I will but. say I, I do like I wonder how much the lost levels is to I was going to say blame but I think this is a positive thing for uh, is responsible for Mario Kaizo levels that like mod hacking kind of scene that built up where people were building their own Mario levels that were specifically mean and extremely hard and are very fun to watch. Right. So I, I don't know. I am as much as I hate the lost levels, if that I, I feel like kind of opened the door to super challenging Mario levels and I'm glad it did. Yeah. And I also do like playing super challenging Mario levels. Like I think yeah. they're fun. Yeah. I mean, not me. I said, yes, like you, you you do whatever you want to do. Yeah, no, I like like watching other people play them quite a bit. Yeah. I like watching other people play them. I also like, you know, Mario maker two, I'm playing a level. I'm like, Oh, this is fucking hard. It's like a run, a run based level. I'm really (laughs) into that kind of stuff, but Mario two, it's not, you know, I'll say this, not my Mario, right? (laughs) Not my Mario. not my Mario, but I'll tell you what is my Mario. Oh, is this ever my Mario? 1988's Super Mario Bros. 2. What a wild game. Yeah. Does anybody... Wow. What is the consensus on this fucking psycho shit? Uh, it's bizarre. I yeah. played it and I sort of enjoyed it, but obviously it's not the same thing um Mm -hmm. and the only thing i kind of enjoy about it as a relic of the past is that it did end up influencing characteristics of some of the characters like luigi sort of having the flutter jump and moving a little faster but Mm -hmm. but it's so bizarre it just doesn't feel like mario to me yeah because it's not it's not yeah i mean i'm sure we all know the the secret here, right, is that it's Doki Doki Panic yeah. reskinned with Mario shit all over it. <laughs> but it brought us a couple new characters, like the um, I kind of don't actually know what they're called, but the the hooded the shy guys, the shy, shy guys. guys, yeah, shy guys. <laughs> uh, it brought us like Mauser. <laughs> uh, that's right, a classic. Yeah. 
<laughs> Classic Mauser. Um, the final boss is a big frog that I can't remember its name now. And and this is what is most upsetting to me. At the end, they're just like, oh, it was all a dream. Right. Well, now, nothing, you say that's upsetting, but, but what do you, why do you uh, find that upsetting? I want to know that what I'm doing matters. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the villain's name is uh, Wart. Yeah. Wart. That is the main bad frog Some, somehow feels like the precursor to wario to me yeah interesting that. interesting i i, I agree <laughs> they like share the same first three letters of their names <laughs> there's like those bulbous gross mario bosses that i feel mm-hmm. like wart left yeah. behind and wario picked up the torch for yeah and uh i think it's funny that so i beat this game yesterday i saw credits oh, wow. on it so i finally actually saw the mario sleeping Mm-hmm. you know and, and stinger at the end and um i think it's funny that wart to kill him you have to throw vegetables in his mouth it's like <laughs> he's so unhealthy that like anything health related just <laughs> kills him it just he can't do it he's been eating just snickers bars his whole <laughs> life he's got that uh the simpsons mr burns uh three stooges disease mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like putting a slight bit healthier gave the other diseases room to get on inside right yeah i think uh the cover for super mario bros 2 is so psycho it says super <laughs> mario bros 2 and at the bottom it just says mario madness <laughs> <laughs> and mario looks insane on the cover doesn't he i feel yeah, like his he, eyebrows he, are tilted to like this reckless <laughs> abandon he's just like in the sky yeah he yeah his eyebrows are off his head and on his hat and he's holding a radish that does not look yeah it's it is it is very uh i don't know it's also beautiful like in a way that the mario super mario bros cover is not yeah um yeah in a way it looks like the start of his 2d design to me that when i think of animated mm -hmm. mario i actually sort of think of this although it looks bizarre yeah, I, I agree with that completely. It, it is sort of the Super Mario out family hour uh, art. I don't know. Is that what that show's called? Super Mario Time? What is oh, the, the show? The, uh, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Super Show. Super That's show. right. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I will say that if you are, if you start up Super Mario Bros. 2 for the US NES and you pick Mario. You are a narc. <laughs> you should be playing as Luigi or Peach and never anyone else. I yeah. guess Toad is faster yeah. than them, but forget it, babe. You gotta be flying in the air the whole time. Uh, playable Princess Peach is a pretty cool addition that early. It is really cool, and she is the gnarliest character to yeah. play because she floats, which is better than Flutter Jump, right? I think. I mean, maybe if you're better and like less frantic when you're playing, um, then maybe the Flutter Jump is hi- jumps higher or something. But I, I like that float, man. I know I always used to play as Luigi just because he was my favorite. Me too. But like, dude, you play as Luigi in those ice levels. You may as well be stabbing your controller with a, a thousand yes. pets. It's like yes, yeah. your inputs don't matter anymore. Yeah. Things are crazy. I don't know. Has anyone has everyone gotten pretty far in this? Like, has everyone seen like the world where it's like the whales are there yeah. and they're shooting you up in the air with their blowholes? Yeah, that was cool. 
I always found that really charming, like that art, mm-hmm. you know? Um, this, I feel like I would love this game if it wasn't a Mario game. Oh, that's like, a crazy take. Because you're right. It is like there are a ton of like weird, cool ideas. Getting the key and getting chased by the mask is horrifying. Yes. But yes. Like, it feels so asynchronous from the rest of the Mario series that I kind of discount it. I really don't like that when you jump on something's head, it doesn't die. Yeah. Like, like that is to me, even though I do love the picking up the stuff and throwing it. Yeah. It just don't, it just, there's no Goombas. And that freaks me the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm freaking out the whole time. I'm freaking out the whole time, babe. Okay, so uh, Nick, do you have any specific memories around this or not really i i played a game boy advance remake of it first i think Um, yes and i remember talk to me about that i remember at that time thinking it was weird it looked pretty good it looked more like a mario game than the original one does yeah that is a super crazy game Mm -hmm. by the way super mario advanced for the game boy advance yes Uh That thing starts out as Super Mario 2 port, and then it diverges quite dramatically, right? Uh, it's been so long, I, I can't really recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that, that I like that game because it is also Nintendo being really weird for no reason. Yeah. Uh, to echo you guys, though, I'll say that the option to play as other characters in a Mario game started a trajectory for me where in every game, like Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, I will always choose someone else over Mario because <laughs> you don't get the chance yeah. otherwise. It's fun to be yeah. not him sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're you're absolutely right that like playing as Toad is a luxury that we don't often have. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um this also is like the exact people you play as in the new super mario games right other than i guess peach is only recent in the new super mario brothers wii u deluxe it it bugs me i don't think you can play peach in any of the new ones i think they made them all two toads super mario 3d world you can be peach that's right yes you can be yeah it's the same lineup there yeah but but it is it's also kind of the same lineup in i guess new super mario bros u deluxe but it is you have to first be toadette and then graduate to peach right yeah that is that does bug the shit out of me because peach is also like we already knew from super mario bros 2 that she was the best Uh so why why are you holding out on us and also it just feels like that like that brings it into the canon if we establish that like if we're gonna do a four-player mario game these are the four characters right and why fuck with that why fuck with that yeah I, i i think that 1985 is as long as we should have had a narrative where someone's saving a princess. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that idea should have just died then. Like it was, it was already like old, Yeah. but, but no, we got to save Zelda and we got to save peach for like 30 years. Uh, <laughs> so the next game is, I feel like we're going to get into some divisive territory here. Cause oh, yeah. Because McCaller famously hates NES, but that has to include 1998's, or no, I'm sorry, 1988's Super Mario Bros. 3, which is, some say, the best Mario game ever made. Yeah. They're, it's uh, morons. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't want to say that. I'm sure I get why people like it. Yeah. I, I understand. That is a game that like is introducing so much new stuff into a series. Like the power-ups are crazy, the like verticality, the hidden mm-hmm. Like if there were hidden one-ups in Super Mario Brothers, the idea of like stumbling into a warp whistle yeah. is bananas. And I understand if you haven't played a game that does that already, that would be huge. Right. But if you already played Super Mario World, this game can get thrown into a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so funny because I, like, I, so, I, I think it's this take is so fun. I just so wholeheartedly <laughs> disagree. Yep. Because it's. It is so beautiful too. On top of it, like, and it's beautiful in a way that Super Mario World, it's like almost like apples and oranges, right? Like the look of three is just so different than the look of World. But they're yeah. almost like they almost could be on the same console, yeah. If that makes sense. Like, Very in much fact, so. I think they were both developed simultaneously mm, uh, because because the turnaround from three to World is. I think the next year. Wasn't three delayed in America? Like, I feel like three came out in Japan like two years before it did in America. Let, uh, I actually don't, uh, I have a very comprehensive list here that does not mention. Did, is three not the game that actually got the universal release? All, they all released at the same time. No, Huh. I don't think so. Uh, I'm very confident when I say uh, it came out in Japan a long time before it did in America, but I don't know how Mario World sits next to that, too. You know what I mean? If it if it came out a oh year later. Oh, my gosh. Japan. You're absolutely right. Forgive me. I have sinned. Okay. So, <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3 released in Japan in 1988. It released in North America in 1990. Yeah. Two fucking years later, that's the same year that Super Mario World Mm. came out. So you were getting two Super Mario games sort of back to back. That's crazy. That is so, so nuts. What a time to be alive. (laughs) What a time to be alive. And I was alive, boys. I was. Uh... Okay, so Nick, what are your thoughts on Super Mario Bros. 3? Uh, I Parallel experiences again, it sounds like. I played Super (laughs) Mario World first, so coming back to it, it did feel like sort of a step down, but Mm -hmm. I do have a nostalgia for it. I enjoyed it. I distinctly remember thinking it felt much more difficult. I think the carryover element it has from Super Mario Bros. the original is that it's a little more limiting in the ways to play sometimes, or at least the controls just felt a little clunkier to me I, I don't know i can't think of it without disassociating my kid brain where i was like what? no that's no that's mm-hmm. what we're here to do yeah. <laughs> is give give our kid brains license to fly free <laughs> just like trying to slide under bricks and stuff would mm. trip me up yeah i think so i think the same design philosophy for levels is implemented in both super mario bros 3 and world where it really feels like they 
they had the same ideas in mind making both games to the point where like the flight mechanic is mm. just a little bit more refined in right. world, you yeah. know, but and it, I'm sorry. It's a lot more refined in world. <laughs> it's just, it's just that it existed in three. Um, I think three is, yeah, again, I think it's beautiful. It's like, it's strangely the only Mario game that my girlfriend plays and she plays it like a champion she's like amazing yeah she's like she like loves it and like world she's just not doesn't it's not the same i think because world has a couple more mechanics in it than three that are just a little bit too much if Mm. that makes sense three is streamlined it has to be because there's only two buttons but Mm -hmm. um jumping is crazy yeah i will say that uh as much as I love it, you know, I think we're all going to just guffaw over world here in a second, <laughs> but, but three is still like, like I was playing it yesterday and just like, uh, how tight it is. It's just mm-hmm. so tight. And I don't know when you guys are playing super Mario maker, are you, are you only, are you like filtering out all the levels, but world? Cause I, I, I do that sometimes. Or are you like open to playing the other levels? I like a Super Mario Brothers world a lot. Yeah. Or a, I'm sorry, a Super Mario Brothers level. I like yeah. a lot. I feel like that's like such a there's only three or four different things that can happen in the NES one, so that right. feels like more alive yeah. to see that. I mm-hmm. more or less exclusively skip Mario Brothers 3 levels. Interesting. Yeah, cuz I'm a th- no I'm affection a, for this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm a 3 and world person where I mm. I like I if I, for me, it's the the new Super Mario Bros. and the Wii U, the 3D World levels. I'm like, no, I mm. just like can't, don't want to, don't need to. I did forget about uh, new Super Mario Brothers, and that one sucks too. Yeah, I just, I game. and I and I don't mind those games. I just, you know, if you're gonna give, you know, it's like, it's sort of like when you're eating a meal. It's like I just want the. I don't want all this salad. Get out of here. I want want the the steak, the Super Mario World steak. But we're not really given Super Mario uh, Bros. 3 justice. I think you're right, Nick. It is um, harder than World, maybe, but it's much, much easier than one and two. For sure. And I beat it last year and had a great time with it. It was really fun, even though I made liberal use of the save ports. Um, Oh, for sure. Yeah, the rewind mechanic. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this game is... It's a classic, and I I will say this. I like a Tanuki Mario much better than a caped Mario. Agree. I I, can't believe you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Are Are you cape only, no tail and ears? Oh, yeah. Oh wow! Paint is probably like I have for a long time considered getting a tattoo of the little box at the top Mm. of Super Mario World with Mm -hmm. a feather in it. Like I think Mm. that's the best power up in video games. Wow, the feather. That's so. Feather doesn't even mean cape. (laughs) (laughs) That is very funny and true. And Jeremy, I'm glad you told me that before I got the tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so Super Mario Bros. 3, you're done. You're done. Okay. You canceled. It's canceled. (laughs) It's canceled. 1990 brought us both Super Nintendo Entertainment System 
and a little pack-in game. A pa- guys, a pack-in game Good of God. Super Mario World. Wow. What a fu- You know what? You're right. It was a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I'm smiling just looking at this box art for Super Mario World. Do you guys it's- realize that in all of human history, we get to be alive at the same time Nintendo put out a console with Super Mario World? Ugh. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's just like other people don't understand, like younger generations don't understand how special these two things are. Imagine you know? ever being sad. Yeah. Only <laughs> <laughs> the Super Mario World's out there. Yeah. Uh, I will say this did release in Japan in 1990 and in North America in 1991. Mm. So we did, I, I guess I was not playing this in 1990 like I so bragged about. <laughs> no, recently. maybe your parents were uh, importing. Yes, that's right. I did have a Super Famicom. Uh, no, I'm also looking at this box art. I don't know if you guys have it pulled up right now, but Yoshi has given Mario some sex eyes that I've never, I, I've never actually taken notice of before. Oh have, wow! Look at him. I have taken note of it, and I always felt like that was an undercurrent in the game. <laughs> that secretly they are they are lovers. When, whenever I turn the game off and go to bed, they're also going to bed, but together. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so, very hot. so we all, this was, I think all, me and Nick's first Mario, McCaller, this came a little later for you, but it is still your favorite of the 2D ones, right? Oh yeah, by far. Okay. And m- mine too. And then Nick, you same? For sure. Yes. Okay, great. So why, what makes this game so good? That the end. What makes it so good? <laughs> Yoshi goes a long way for me. I gotta say, uh, he's yeah. great. He's adorable. I love the. I just love the way it plays. There's something about it, and the sound is a little elevated from previous games. Maybe that's an understatement. Um, mm. Oh yeah, that's a big <laughs> understatement. <laughs> but it's so great, and I know the Koopalings were in three, but they were. They had new life breathed into them in World, where it felt really Mm -hmm. fun and unique Mm. to go into each of the castles. Right. I got it. I would also say this is the first game that, for the way I connect to uh, stories in general, it's like this is the first game that had mystery and like tangible rewards for solving those mysteries. Like that first time you find, I think it's in the first level of World Two, mm-hmm. when you find a key and put it into a keyhole, oh, man. and it's just like that's still kind of scary to me. Yeah. And then the fact that your reward for finding that is a whole new level, like uh, as much as Mario Brothers, original Super Mario Brothers, was like interesting for like here's a secret, but like the rewards were always a coin room. The reward in Super Mario World was a whole new level like it was more game it was more of this thing i'm already enjoying it just felt like like a hefty exploration kind of uh uh uh, adventure you were on for the first time in mario history yeah it's yeah we make it we make a we make a big deal about open world games Mm -hmm. but to me this felt like one of the original open world concepts yeah like like even though yes you were playing levels like in mario 3 you go from one world to the next whereas Mm -hmm. in mario world you can go back and forth through the entire map anytime yeah and that to me was really special and important because 
if you missed something, it didn't matter, you know? Right. <laughs> and you could go back and you could like change things. You could hit the switch and then go back and see a level and find a new area you couldn't get to because now you have a new platform. Yeah. It, just, it felt like a living, breathing world for the first time. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Nick, what, 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 what is your take on Super Mario? Oh, I guess you just said, you said it's the Yoshi goes a long way. I think <laughs> for me, that is like, that's a, that is a key part of it too, is like, I guess you could have interpreted a lot of the old Mario games as being in a dinosaur situation but, <laughs> or a Jurassic situation. But this to me was like, this is dino world. Like this is yeah. like dinosaurs. And Mario is forever now linked to the sort of prehistoric, like even the font of Super Mario World kind of goes hand in hand with dinosaurs. And it's kind of came at a time when Jurassic Park was also like fucking coming out and huge. So I think, you know, we were all just dinosaur crazy and the 90s was also dinosaur crazy. (laughs) and, and, And this just, yeah, it was like a perfect storm of a lot of things. And I think like, we also got to see Bowser finally realized in like a perfect way yes. too. Like the yes. Bowser model in this game is the Bowser model we still know. As opposed to in three, he, they still didn't have him quite mm-hmm. perfect, right. you know? Yeah. He's sca- Bowser is scary in this game too. Yeah. He's in yeah. a nightmare clown car. Yes. <laughs> he, he looks like he's uh, fucking on meth. He's just like staring straight ahead with like hollowed out eyeballs. He's a nightmare. Did you guys do the thing where like when the when the clown car got very close to the screen, you would pause it and see if it could fill the whole screen with just clown car? <laughs> I did not do that. that is I fun. did not do that. That sounds fun though. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh-huh. I um, yeah, I'm a big. This is this is a game too that. And I'm going to say this about every game we're going to cover in this episode. It has unbelievable a phrase. Now, this is a phrase I'm coining. So you guys remember it now. I'm coining this term, turn on ability. Turn on ability. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What, what I mean by that is like, you can turn it on and in seconds you're going and you're in the action. Mm-hmm. Like you're having so much fun. I think... Every one of these Mario games has amazing turn-on ability. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Super Metroid, not great turn-on ability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a... You got to load into it. You know, you got to ease into it. Right. You know, this game, though, press press A, you're in. Um, and, and honestly, I'm going to play it tonight. I, you know what I mean? I'm going to leave this conversation and go play it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I can't... I'm too... I'm too invested at this point. When I see just the logo for it, it makes me want to immediately go play it. Where I don't know if I have that with any of the other Mario games as much. No. How could yeah. you? Yeah. How, yeah so. And how could you? <laughs> I also say it. the art is unbelievable. Like the sprite work in this game, like the backgrounds are just like... When you start going to the darker forest levels, yeah, they're oh, just yeah. hauntingly gorgeous. <laughs> It's, it does feel like it has like a, an artistic understanding of color mm-hmm, for yeah. the first time in a Mario game, at least. Yeah. I want to see more than anything else, even more, and I'll say this, even more than a Super Mario 64 remake, I want to see a sequel to Super Mario World by Nintendo. I was just thinking that. I would. I was trying to think that. what what they could call it since there already is Super Mario World Two, but it's right. not Super Mario World Two. Although it kind of is. Maybe Super Mario World Three. 
Oh, yeah, like that'd it. be great. And that'd kind of yeah. be fitting with Super Mario 2 not really being a Mario game. Yoshi's right. Island isn't really a Mario game. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the 2 is always going to be the weird one. Yeah. And then the 3 is like the refined best case scenario version. I could also um, say, what would you guys think about a new Super Mario World? Oh, yeah. I think that'd be cool. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. A new Super Mario World? What do you mean by that? Like, just like... Um, I, I just mean if the title were New Super Mario World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I would love that. Work it would, Nintendo. You should, <laughs> you should, because I think you'd get a lot done there that uh, <laughs> we would all... At least people of our age would love. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... We're going to move on, and we're not doing Super Mario World 2, guys. Oh, okay. That is not something I want to cover on this list. Oh, if, God. If anything, I'm going to cover it in, like, side games. Please be Sonic. Please be Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we'll, we'll... Unless we can kind of, like, discuss it a little bit, but Super Mario World 2 is called Yoshi's Island. You are effectively playing as Yoshi in that game. Yeah. And I think that even like the mechanics, the art style, like it's not about jumping on people's heads. Even yeah. though you can do that at some points. And there are some levels that feel more like Mario levels than others, but for the most part it's its own side scrolling game. Right. I just don't I, I don't like that it's called Super Mario World Two. It feels like they're they tricked me or tried to trick me. <laughs> um but Yoshi's Island is also a perfect game and I love it to death. But it's its I, I, own thing. I could be wrong on this. I feel like it's not called Super Mario World 2 in Japan. Oh, that would be very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I I actually have no idea. Yeah, it's um Yeah, it's I don't know what I'm glancing through. Uh, yeah, Yoshi's Island. It's called in Japan. It's just called Yoshi's Island. Yeah, and that's. I think the Super Mario World Two was probably to sell more copies. It also came in like really late in the Super Nintendo's yeah. lifetime. Like the N sixty four is like a year away when this comes out. That's crazy. And in and in North America, it might have been ninety six. So, would you say that's crazy? Yeah, it just seems like that's they were so close together. Um, but then I think about yeah. it, I think about those games at the end of the life cycle, like even um, Link to the Past, is that the Zelda game from that console? Mm-hmm. It yep. looks so good to me. I was playing that on the Switch, I'd never played it before, and I was really impressed it felt almost like a modern game. I could see that being released on Steam or something. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, the, the the Super Nintendo, the first party Nintendo games on the Super Nintendo, I think are all like masterpieces. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even the ones that I don't like revisit a ton, like Super Punch-Out is like a masterpiece if you like Super Punch-Out. You know what I mean? If you like that kind of game. Uh, but we are at the end of our show. We have just but one game left to talk about. And it is 1996's Mario is missing. Uh, the N64 launch classic Super Mario 64. Now, where does this rank in everyone's list? Now, McCullough, this might be your favorite game of all time, no? Could be. Could very easily be. Yeah. Wow. Nick, where do you stand on on Mario 64? It blew my mind the first time I saw it. I couldn't believe it. I'd never seen a game 
in 3D like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was crazy. I remember playing it for the first time at like Funko Land. Like I had it in like one of the demo kiosks mm. and trying to use the D pad and it didn't work. And I was like, I'm supposed to use this analog stick? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What the hell even is this? Yeah. I like and how that McCullough, you're like the most precocious child ever who's like analog stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just called it the joystick, I think, until I like like last year when I found I it. Remember, it called... I remember tugging at my mother's skirt and saying, Mother, this offers 360 degrees of precision. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mario 64, not without its issues that people, I think love to get all hot takey and bring up but mm-hmm. i it's hard for me to not see this as a near perfect game like yep. i and talk about turn on ability mm-hmm. eh? this game is like start go you're you're there you're mm-hmm. doing it you're running around as mario you're having a good time <laughs> this might be the one of the only games too where like running around is the best time I've ever had yeah. in a video yeah. game. Like doing absolutely nothing but just controlling the character feels fucking amazing. It's so much Beautiful. fun and jumping in those pictures. Like that was such a interesting choice that the mm-hmm. there are portals to these extra worlds and I, I just loved it so much. Everything from is the Bob on land the first level? Yes. It's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, even I'm looking at the cover art too, and I'm just like, it, it just screams like you're going to have the best time of your life. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to fly with Mario. It's also like, I love that they chose to put the wing cap Mario on the cover because it's like a promise of something to come. Uh Like, you don't get oh, that immediately. Sure. You get it later on, much later on, if depending on how long it takes you to, you know, get mm-hmm. there. How many stars is it, McCullar, before you get the wing cap? Ten. Ten. Oh, ten but yeah. Also, it's really unintuitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I, I could see somebody <sighs> not being able to find it your first playthrough because you gotta, like look, see up to look into the sky in the castle. Yeah. Right. Wild. It's just you know it's in keeping with super mario world and super mario bros 3 and all the super mario games just chock full of secrets it just has like so many like you said unintuitive secrets like like uh draining the moat is this like such a weird like what like <laughs> i have to drain the moat it's just like so it's so strange and and nick i, I want to echo what you said like mind-blowing because you just didn't think like a game would have been made that knew what you were thinking. Yes. You know, like that knew like, Oh, they're going to want to dive into this water and see what's at the bottom. Well, we should put secrets here. You know what I mean? Like we're going to, we're going to make things happen that you think like you would almost do in real life or something. It's, they knew you'd want to try new things and they were well equipped to handle the task. Yeah. The game has and, uh, your back. It, it has your back. You know, it's like a good improv partner. It has your back. <laughs> yeah. do you, uh, how do you guys feel about the wall jump or the, um, what's the uh, skip jump? The one where you Z and then A fast? Ooh, a long jump. Long jump, yeah. Long jump. What a great jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That was actually my least jumps. favorite part of Mario Sunshine. It's the only Mario that c- 
cut the long jump. And yes. that's such an important jump for speedrunners, for getting over jump, like long gaps. I, swear I guess I they, they just they wanted with my dentist so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true that. I yeah, I think yeah, this is a great game. Um, I'm, I'm assuming we've all played through it, beaten it, gotten mm-hmm. all the stars, oh, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah, I got real depressed in 2013. Bought that bad boy on the Virtual Console. Got 120 stars in all four save slots. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Oh, I got to change something." And then I started running again. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> now go. I'm better. I have a story about Super Mario 64. I yeah? went to an acquaintance's house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, look, decidedly not a friend. I went, and it was with a group of guys I didn't really know. The system had just come out, and I saw this Mario. It blew my mind. I got to play it a little bit, and then I went home. And was diagnosed with chicken pox. And I got it from someone at that party. Oh, no. To continue my my forbidden fruit metaphor, this was my punishment for visiting the Garden of Eden. Oh, my God. You know, 10 out of 10 would do again, though. Would get chicken pox to experience this for the first time again. I don't think anybody at that party had chicken pox. I think they all got so excited about Mario that, like, the chicken pox spontaneously developed. That was, like, this manifestation <laughs> of your joy. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, for me, it's a huge toss-up between this and Super Mario World as, as my top. Mm-hmm. My top Mario's. Not that the other ones aren't good. I actually really love all of the other Mario games in the series. I think these are just two that have the nostalgia value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dare say and I also every feel like Mario's a good. Go ahead. Mario. Say that oh, again. That's not... Oh, I I would in my mind pretty much every Mario's a good Mario. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of struggle with like new Super Mario Bros. DS. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest, uh, I didn't play that one. But that, but that's like, um, you know, it's like rare that a Mario game isn't the the thing I'm loving at the moment. You know, but I think the, this one's a little special. You know, and I, I don't know. I, I would say that, like, the biggest testament to Mario 64 is that, like, Luigi was such a rumor for so long. Mm-hmm. That, like, that to me is, like, the birth of internet conspiracy theories, is how to get Luigi in Mario 64. And it just kind of, like, spoke to how much you could ex- believe this game could just have hidden within it, that it could just blossom this secret so many years after it was put out. Yeah. Like, who- it, it feels like Luigi is not that much crazier than draining the moat. No, and it, and it, and it, and it actually wouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> like, in hindsight, like, like seeing Yoshi on the roof is fun, but it could have been a Luigi model. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been anything. It's weird. In fact, it's weird that they put Yoshi on the roof and that Yoshi talks to you. <laughs> right? Yup. That's weird. 
Yeah, that gave him a that gave him a uh, a consciousness that I did, wasn't prepared for. Mario, a human brain has been implanted in my skull. Yeah. You have to kill me. <laughs> my memories they're 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 giving me nightmares. Well, that's sort of called um, back in Super Mario Odyssey where he's on the roof again. Yes, and that was one of the mm-hmm. most strange choices to me that instead of being able to ride him, you had to put Cappy on him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's and it's weird. And he also controls very weird in Odyssey. I like like I don't love his tongue mechanic of like of it going so long and then him ending up like sticking to the wall because of it. <laughs> but I feel like it's a leftover from Sunshine. Because when I would later play Sunshine and like feeling out how that Yoshi operated, it was actually kind of similar where it was like, mm, yeah, uh, that's true. I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this Yoshi these days. He's little... I, I would say I love the Yoshi in Odyssey just because it feels like a smart way to do Yoshi's tongue in 3D. Yeah. Like oh, when you're doing a side scrolling Yoshi, it's just like it goes forward. But like right. in 3D, it's like, yeah, it's like kind of a homing tongue. Yeah, it's a homing tongue. <laughs> it exactly. I yeah. I think one of my my favorite 3D Yoshi is um, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Like riding him in that is so fun and rewarding. That was something I was going to bring up about Super Mario Super. World is that I actually feel like the mechanic of riding Yoshi has been somewhat underutilized in games. Yeah. yeah. He appears in lots of games, but the ability to be Mario and ride on his back, it doesn't prominently feature in all that many, does it? I don't think so. So it's tricky because they skipped it for Super Mario 64, but has he, you can ride him in Sunshine. Mm-hmm. You can ride him in New Super Mario Brothers Wii mm-hmm. for sure. You can ride him in Galaxy Two. You can ride him in all the other New Super Mario Bros. Except for the first one. Can you ride him in 3D World? Does anyone remember? I don't believe so. I don't even think he's in it. Hmm. You can. He's the end boss. He's the end. He's the final boss. Yeah, that's right. Cat Yoshi. Cat <laughs> Yoshi. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I agree that it is. It is a weird thing that they departed from. Well, and part of me feels like the branding of Yoshi changed on the N sixty four, where they wanted him to be his own thing. Maybe starting with yeah. Yoshi's Island, where they were like, he has his own games and he's his own right. character in Mario Kart. Like he's not just an accessory for Mario to fart on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yoshi finally saw his self worth and decided, I don't, need, I don't need you farting on me, boy. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Punching him in the back of the head. <laughs> True nightmare. True nightmare. Well, that's going to do it for Video Games and Comedy Show. We did it, everybody. We went through Super Mario Bros. all the way into Super Mario 64 and covered them all, I feel like, adequately. I And it's in a typical Video Games and Comedy Show fashion. We did so not from a comprehensive point of view, but from an emotional, <laughs> uh, tug-on-your-heartstrings point of view. So we are going to end this episode. Sadly, I'll have to let these two gentlemen go. But before, we're going to plug a little bit here you can follow the show on twitter at vga comedy show you can also follow me on twitter at ocarina of crime mccaller what do you say you want to plug i want to plug let me go i could be followed on twitch at michael mccaller and on what did i say twitch at twitch.tv <laughs> slash michael mccaller and twitter at Michael McCaller. Just find Michael McCaller. It's everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Nick, what do you got to plug? So you can find me at 
Nick Costanza on Instagram and at Nick underscore Costanza on Twitter. (laughs) And I have one project coming out. I am a collaborator with the comedian Joey Clift. He himself is a big gamer. He is doing a musical project for each of the 50 states in the country um, based on the work of the artist Sufjan Stevens. I may be pronouncing Mm -hmm. that wrong, but I have one track on his Washington album, two on his Oregon album, and another one coming for the Utah album. And I worked with some great collaborators, Dave Hunsaker, Francesca Tricamo Palmer, and I even recruited my own mother. Check that out. That's awesome. That's amazing. Where can we hear these? So they're not out yet. I would follow Joey. I believe it's at Joey Clift on Twitter. And he will be announcing the release date. I think they're going to drop 20 to 25 at once. And it's going to be great. Um, I had that Twitter handle wrong. It's Joey Tainment at Joey Tainment. Okay, that's that's an amazing plug. We rarely get musical plugs, but <laughs> hey, I'll take it. That's great. Uh, I'm excited to listen, and I I already do follow Joey, but <laughs> I will be conti- I will not unfollow him. How about that? <laughs> yeah, don't unfollow him if you're already subscribed yeah. to his Twitter feed. That's amazing, guys. It was so much fun to go through this with you. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me. Thank you, Jeremy. Absolutely. And uh, how, what do you say we let's go to bed? (laughs) Nah, why don't we let's go and dream about warts? All right, bye bye. (laughs) 